morning, everybody. You're listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Single Network. Our show is sponsored by Hodgolan, the height of taste. For those of you who don't know me or tuning in for the first time, I'm Naomi Nachman. Uh, I'm about all the food all the time. I love food, shopping for it, cooking it, eating, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie the Aussie Gourmet, and any time you don't feel like cooking, just give me a call. Um, except right now, I'm like in the midst of my Pesach cooking. Crazy time of the year, Baruch Hashem. Um, I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my exciting food adventures, my kosher food traveling, and sharing of great food ideas and recipes each week, as well as my amazing guests. But I want to hear about your food experiences too, so feel free to email me at naomi at nachamsegel.com. Join my fan page. Uh, on the on Facebook, uh, the Aussie Gourmet, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, anything, all the social media platforms, I'm out there. But I want to hear from you too, so you know, drop me a line, let me know what you ate, where you ate, how, who you ate it with, um, and how the food went. So <laughs> um, I love hearing from everyone, and thank you for those who reach out to me. I really appreciate it. Um, we have a very very exciting show. I'm already jumping out of my seat because um, have Jay in the house. Jay Booksbaum from Royal Wines. Hi, Hi Jay. Guys. How's How it going? Good. He's test. He's testing out the microphones. The we can. You can go very deep, Absolutely. or you can go very high. Absolutely. And I'm going to go high because I'm so excited to okay, have you I'm, here. I'm excited. High or low? Yeah, average. Let's aim for that middle range. <laughs> um, but we're having actually. This is going to be our Pesach wine show because Promes was just right behind us, and now we're getting together. Um, we actually haven't spoken really, since the Kosher Food and Wine Show. So we'll do a quick wrap-up on that as well. Okay. Like, straight from, I don't want to say the horse's mouth because that never sounds so sounds so negative, but straight from Jay, who helps put this, that amazing event together a couple of weeks back. Um, and, and Jay is brought with us. A couple uh, months, actually, by now. Yeah, almost a month, month right? Yeah, more. Um, but, but we have uh, with us uh, Amichai Luria from Shiloh Winery in Israel, and we're going to talk to him and sample some great wines. And I have some questions for you about wines for Sadarim. So we're going to have a big show. So sit back, everyone, on this Friday afternoon, or Friday morning, I should say, and enjoy uh, hearing all about our wine show. Um, if you want to, people who uh, just want to give a shout-out to our app, people quite often came out actually over to me at the Kosher Food and Wine Show that say they listen to our shows together. Great. And, um, you know, they, sometimes they can't always hear it on the nachamsegel.com. So I remind them, use the app um, on Google Play or on iTunes or it's also a podcast. There are many ways to listen to all the shows on the Nachum Siegel Network. So, hi, how's it going? Great. Yeah. Still recovering, actually. Still recovering, I'm sure. Six weeks st- later, still recovering. <laughs> it was a great show, a very big space, but oh still gosh. tons of people. Ah. We, we actually either – we sold out again yeah, of a course. week and a half before, two weeks before. But we either have to expand the space more next year or limit more the tickets. Limit more the tickets. I will say that as, as someone who's gone five years in a row. And I think we're going to do a little bit of both. I think we're going to limit the tickets a little bit more, maybe a hundred less, and we're going to expand the space by a third. A third. Well, how about we just do it at the Javits Center? <laughs> Here, I'm, I'm totally well, – have you thought about that? Yes. Okay, it's too big and probably too expensive. Yes. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, but I thought it was great. The it's rest. Also, it's also kind of raw, you know. It's kind of like I know. It's not cool. It's not cool. I, I still love the space at Pier yeah, Fifty Nine better. Pier Sixty. Yeah, so Pier Sixty, it was gorgeous space. Gorgeous. Gorgeous, but it was it was very crowded, and they yes. went to a bigger space this year, and still, still very still crowded. crowd very crowded because people love it. It's a. Someone said to me the other day, or shortly after the event. For a hundred and thirty bucks or whatever the number was, to have that much food and that much wine is ridiculous. Right, right. I, I just it's like so he, he told me the night before he went to a very fancy restaurant with four people. It cost him seven hundred and fifty dollars with only one bottle of not expensive wine, and he said for seven hundred and fifty dollars I could have had nine, pe- you know, eight people right. after discounts come to this thing and they would eat like tons more, right? So, different, and have much more wine. Different ambiance. Yeah, different. That's true. <laughs> different have ambiance. Two days. Yeah. yeah, two days. Most I thought about that. I can come twice. Yeah. I, I thought about that splitting it up, but you know, no. But the know. restaurants do not want to do that. We did. They did something in California that was very exciting. They had a VIP area, and for like hundred and fifty dollars more, it was a segregated area for VIPs, 
And we're thinking about doing that as well. I think you should think about that. Of course, everyone from the Nachum Siegel Network will come to that. (laughs) Sure, because you get freebies. Yeah, of course. course. (laughs) But we share the love, and we are here to share the love of wine and food, and especially on this show today. Um, So, um, Jay, you know, let me, for those of you who are not familiar with Jay, if you may not live on planet Earth, um, and you've just joined planet Earth, uh, Jay Booksbaum is the marketing director, and so much more to... um, to Royal Wines, um, and he comes on our show several times a year, several, several times a year, and we love to talk and drink and do food pairings and stuff, so he's bought a selection of wine from one particular winery in Israel, and um, he's brought with him the winemaker, which is really exciting because I, I love hearing about how everything is grown and put together and all that, and from Israel. Um, so, Amichai Luria, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, he's actually American. Can't you tell from his accent? A little bit. A little bit. You were born born in the States, yes. right? Yes. My, my parents made Aliyah when I was four years old. Okay, so you've got that whole Israeli. And since then, I'm in Israel. <laughs> okay. I, I hear a slight little Boston twang going on there. My family's from Boston, okay. so obviously I got it from them. A little bit. I got it. They parked the car in Harvard Yard. That, but that's how I say it. I've been to Boston once, and they sounded very Australian. Park the car in Harvard Yard. That's, See, that's exactly how I right. say it. Okay. I'm not known like Jay, but my wines are. Yeah, that's true. Almost. I'm from Vulcan, maybe. That's why. Uh, Vulcan. <laughs> See, I get that. Star Trek. I'm a Cohen. Cohen. So, really? Yeah, so it goes together. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah, live long and prosper. Live long you know, and prosper, yeah. And yeah. drink wine. <laughs> and drink wine. And, you know, <laughs> he, was, he, was in his, he was a Cohen. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. He's Jewish and a Cohen. And he's still alive. That's where it came from. He's still alive. That's where it came from. Yeah, 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 absolutely. We're big trekkers in our family. Okay, I actually just watched Star Trek last night. Very funny that we're tying it all in now. Okay, I digress. Let's talk about some wine. Um, let's talk about your winery a little bit, and, and then we're going to go to Jay. We're going to do a little bit of back and forth, intertwining Jay and and um, Amichai. Had a blank yeah. there. It's been a long day, and it's only five, nine o'clock in the morning. Right. Um, you know, these Arab Shabbos is a little kooky for me. Um, okay, so Amichai, um, when did you, how did you get involved in this winery? Did you start this winery? I'm the winemaker almost from the beginning, from the beginning of the first harvest here. How does a how does a, a wine a wine company get started? Like literally from the beginning, we've tried lots of wine, we spoke with lots of winemakers. What's the beginning? You wake up one morning, okay, I'm going to be a winemaker. How do I do that? Like I'm serious. Well, <laughs> you have to love it. If you don't love what you're doing, it it won't work. No matter what you do in life, you have to love what you do. Yeah, I, but I this is even more than I think more than other things. Okay. And uh, it's crazy work. I mean, you do you have to work day and night to make it happen to make it succeed and uh i love what i do okay and it shows through your wine now now, amichai you made before the uh shilo you made wine personally in your own cellar for like homemade wine making yeah it started as a hobby so i made wine for a couple of years before i made wine professionally where did where did you get your grapes and uh grapes almost everything comes from the area around shilo shilo and Okay, close let's, by. let's close our eyes, Map, put a map of Israel in our head, and where are we? Where is You're Shiloh? in Yerushalayim, yep, and you I'm, I'm go north, okay. right. 20 minutes out of Yerushalayim. North. Directly north. Directly north. Straight it means up. if you take Israel and you put an X on it, we're exactly in the middle. Oh, wow. no, it's the heart. Yeah. The, the heart, heart of Israel. Israel. The heart of Israel. Okay, beautiful. Okay, so you made your own wine at home, and then you wanted to take it to the next level. And then... Uh, People tasted the wine that I made at home. You know, when you have a hobby, you take things to the extreme. So I really uh, went, I know all about that. <laughs> I really went all out. Uh, the best equipment, best barrels, best, best grapes. I really went really crazy. And people tasted my wine and said, listen, you might as well do it professionally. So I started. And then since then, I'm, it's like quicksand. You know, you start and that's it. There's no you way out. You can't no stop. No way out. No way out. Fantastic. And yeah. w- and you purchase this land? No. The the grapes uh, we buy from vinters. Okay. What I does pers- that mean? What does that there mean? There are vinters that grow the grapes in different various vineyards. All from uh, Eretz Israel. Yeah. Everything's from Eretz Israel, mostly from the area Shiloh and around. And we have long-term contracts. The shortest contract is for 20 years. <laughs> and we super... And Israel's and, only 60-something years old, yeah. so... And we supervise, I personally supervise everything that's done in the vineyards. 
There's nothing done in the vineyards without me either being there or supervising one way or the, the other. The planting, the... Uh, some bucking. I already bought that was already planted. And some, yes, we plant new vineyards all the time. And uh, everything is done under my supervision because... To make great wine, the only way you can do it is from great grapes. Okay, makes By the sense. way, you can also make terrible wine from great, from very good grapes, but it doesn't go the other way around. Okay, interesting. So while we're on the topic of growing, it's a Schmitty year in Israel, and this is something I've actually wanted to address a long time uh, on Table for Two this whole season because basically season three started with the beginning of the Schmitty year. What happening? What happens for you? Like, it's hard. I kind of, there's the Hetzer Mechira. Did I say it right? Yes. Shemitah is a big, major challenge. Yeah, I can imagine. And that's why Chazal say, Giborei koach That means you have to be a hero. You have to be very, very strong to do what has to be done. So and That's in reference to Shemitah. That's in reference right. to Shemitah. That's, I think, the only place that Chazal say something... So extreme. So this year it's sitting fallow? So first of all, it's um, Shemitah is now this year. Yeah. But in the meantime, it just has to do with vegetables. Next year will be the grapes of next year. Next season will be Shemitah grapes because the decision when it starts in fruit is when the flower falls and you see just the start of the grape. And that's when is considered the year of Shemitah. So now... What's going to grow now will be next year. We're going to harvest that. Will be shemitah grapes. Interesting. So, so we I, didn't. We we're, we're not harvesting yet shemitah grapes. It'll be next year. And what does that mean? Uh, shemitah is a big challenge. So what we do is we have different vintners, and each vintner has his own way of going. So vintner. we Vintners. Right. Okay. okay. V-I-T-N-E-R? N-E-R, okay. That's a new word. I ne- okay, write that, write that down. Okay, I can only say, uh, I can also say korem in Hebrew. That's right. Uh, probably korem. a lot of people know that. <laughs> okay, I do not know. Okay. That's two words, one in Hebrew, uh, one in English. Um, so some of our, some of them, uh, what they do is they let the land go. It means everything is for free. You can come, take the grapes. They'll even give you cutters. You can come take your own grapes. Um, that's an enormous challenge because can you imagine that every seventh year you have zero income? Not just that, you have a lot of uh, expenses that year because there are things that you still have to do that year. And uh, so these people just leave it alone for a year and uh, hope for the hope for the blessing that. Kaddish Bochu promised us that the sixth year will provide for the seventh year, also the eighth year, by the way. Yeah. Right, because it pushes into the next year. By the way, I can promise you, and if you don't believe me, you can come taste it in the winery. These three vintners, the grapes Very that good. I got from them, uh, I put separately into their into separate barrels. That means I didn't blend them with anybody else because by far... They're extraordinary. It has to be the best wines that ever came into the winery. Wow. And uh, we're separating so it. So, so the, the, it's true. It's true. It's working. It's working. Hashem. Listen, Kaddish Bochel promises. Uh, it's un- you, see, it's, you see the results. You don't results. argue with a big guy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I got the chills. Yeah. I know. I'm I like, really mean it. Whoa. I got the chills. Right? Yeah, you have to it's see it to unreal. believe it. You know, I have people coming in already tasting it. The, the vintners themselves, I... Insist that they come and see what's happening. That they should know that what they're planning to do is not for nothing. Oh, no, I'm planning also to advert. I'm going to separately, probably separately, bottle them and do a whole big thing around it to prove that. And Kodesh Bochel promises. <laughs> bring one. Give happens. one to Jay. Yeah. We'll bring that in. That's really something. He probably will come and taste you know, it. Maybe one we day. should, from a marketing point of view, I don't know if this is appropriate for you, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> single we'll vineyard. Market, yeah, we yeah, should, single we should vineyard. call it, you know, non-Shmita vineyard. Or a ven- I was thinking of Venatati Bilchati. Oh, beautiful. promises. Venatati Bilchati, single vineyard. One of them is from Yitzar, one from Itamar. And one is from uh, Chavat I think Mon. we should separate it out, even for, you know, yeah. sale. I'm like, wow. It's so cool. I'm like, whoa. Really? Me too. One of them were Pesach show. One of oh, them. Why I should be such a from guy. 
I'm serious. I know. He's the, an first, inspiration. He's the first guy that you that's come in. Yeah. One of the vintners uh, raises sheep. Oh, we were talking okay, about, about We're talking about Pesach. Is we're this right what we were Pesach. talking about before you show me some yeah, pictures? Yeah, okay, listen okay. to this, everyone. This is amazing. Okay, so go. first of all, he raises his own sheep. So we go there. Isn't by right? the way, he's you also, do that in Israel. By, by the way, he's also a relative. He married and you know, families married each other. And, okay, cute. Uh, so first of all, it's good. It's always good if you, you have family that's a lawyer, that's a doctor, but also somebody that raises sheep is just as important, right? For, for sure, for okay. sure. Especially my family. We eat so much lamb. So by the way, I have a deal with him. That he puts aside, we don't mark it because it's a problem. But he, I have aside a uh, lamb under one year. So if Beit Hamikdash is built, then come Pesach, I already have my lamb for Korban Pesach. Oh, oh so my God. when all of you, oh when everybody goes crazy oh looking for the lamb, because there's, there's, there's not I'm enough. In your house. Not, so you can come to my house. You can have a kazai. It'll be enough. But I Don't just worry. like the halach is we have to be careful about Not breaking the bones and this is all amazing. kinds of stuff. I mean, listen, halachas is a lot of problem. I grow my Israel? own uh, vegetables now, even though it's shemitah, so you, it's, you do hefka. Anybody that wants can come pick the tomatoes and vegetables that grow in my garden. The year before, you teach your kids about hafrashat rumot masrot, what you have to do with You put yourself in the corner, you know, when you live in Eretz Yisrael, or that's what I like to do. I like to put myself in the corner so there's a problem. So you have to learn what to do and solve the problem. Because that's, that's, Guys, that's part of being Jay, a Jew. Shilo, you know, a Jew. That's okay. it. I'm not drinking anything but Shiloh anymore. <laughs> and we, we, we're going to buy a house in his neighborhood. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. This is ama- <laughs> See, when you live in Israel, you, know, you have different halachot. Your life is different. Your life is directed from God everywhere you turn. And this reminds me. On such a simplistic basis. I once went to Canada when I was a young man. I was in my 20s. And in those days, there was no Arabs in in America. Right. Now, there's Arabs now, everywhere. Not here on the Lower East Side. Okay, but, but <laughs> most places. Yeah. Anyway, so I go to, to Montreal. I think it was Montreal. And I'm in the rabbi's house. And we're dro- walking home from shul. And the, the, the kids are playing with a ball. Now, this is the chief rabbi of this big shul. you know. And I said... One second, how are you playing with the ball? You know, because there was no Arabs in my, in the, when I was 23, anywhere. I said, how are you playing with the ball? She said, what do you mean? We always play, you know, they carry home. So I said, there's an Arab? She said, what's an Arab? Because they were so used to having an Arab all their lives that they didn't even know what not carrying on Shabbos was. Right. So on a very I'm simplistic basis, you know, we get to teach our kids about that. Okay, there's an Erev, there's not an Erev. Okay, but imagine on a, on a much higher level, you learn about Shemitah, you learn about the Seh, that hopefully, Tumot, Masrot, and uh, Maisarani, and all this stuff that you could actually do in Erev Yisrael that you can't even do here. Right. And, and you live it. It's not like you just learn about it. I learned it in the Gemara, you know, whatever. You know, it's, you learn so, it's it. all abstract. Everything you do exactly. in, in this he, country, there, well, a lot of things we do are abstract. But you get to Israel, it's reality. So we bake our own matzah. I built this tiny little matzah factory. My neighbor is the Rav of the Yishuv. And between our houses years ago, over 20 years ago, we built a small matzah oven. Why did we do it? So we can bake our own matzah. When are you supposed to bake matzah? Not a month before, two months, three months before. No, you're supposed to bake matzah the day of Pesach. After chatzot, that means right before, that's matzot mitzvah. The mitzvah is to bake matzah on the time that you'd be doing korban Pesach, right? So that's the time to do it. So basically, if you really want to do the the, the mitzvah of uh, matzah, you have to bake matzah after midday, erev Pesach. Wow. So can you imagine when everybody's going nuts? Getting ready for Leda Seder and everything by us, all the fa- the families get together, and now you don't have anything. And, and this, that is, night, this is my house. You got your matzah. And eighteen <laughs> don't minutes. Worry. <laughs> don't worry, we have, there's enough to eat. And they have lamb. <laughs> and this, oh, you can't eat lamb. No, we don't have roast. Right, it's not yeah, roasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, not roasted. Unreal. Unreal. This is absolutely fantastic. Well, guys, we've got to start a little bit of drinking yeah, going so I, on. So I opened up. Jay, let, let's switch a little bit to you. you you're just fantastic, Amichai. This is such a lively conversation. I, I, first I, I have love to, it. I have to do some, you know, some promoting here. Let's promote <laughs> Shiloh Wine because we love this guy and we um, love his wine. As of 
tomorrow, I think it is. As of tomorrow, it's going to be official. We've known about it for a couple of weeks. But the highest rated Israeli wine is in the wine enthusiast. We have a drum roll. Wait, we can do a drum roll. We can do a drum roll. CK can do that for us. (laughs) (laughs) It keeps going. Okay. The highest rated Israeli wine by wine enthusiast, the largest, some say the largest wine magazine in the world, Shiloh Legend. Legend 2. Sheila Legend 1. Oh, Sheila Legend 1, 93. And we're going to have his Chardonnay first, though. So look for Sheila Legend. But he's got five wines, I believe, that were 90 or above. Legend 2 got a 91. Suddenly a 91 isn't good, you know. So you get a 93, (laughs) nobody talks about a 91 anymore. 93 was the year I got married. I'll always drink to that. Okay, so. And you know me, I'm like a big whitey. You know, I love white wines. Jay and I, big white wine, white wine fans. Um, so Jay. Would you like to taste some, young lady? Yes. Sarah would love her glass filled. And, and Sarah is like so great because she brought us some good chocolates here. It's <laughs> a shame you can't smell through the radio because just by pouring the wine, you smell yeah. the wine. You well, if I, if put I put it to the nose. microphone, can they smell it? No. Okay. You got um, that? DK, you, you having some CK? white wine yet? We have some white wine. Do you have a glass? He didn't get yet. So let's wait. We're turning him on. He usually like hate this dry stuff and now he's starting to drink it. Okay. One second. You and Nachum, boy. Okay. So. One second. Oh, oh, nice. Okay. I like it. So, so we're going to have some white wine. You guys will have a sip. Smash. The glass, the glass is from the 2014 kosher food and wine show. I don't have any 2015. You'll get, you'll, I need no, a case. So you'll get send you me some. Yeah, okay. So, um, put your nose in the, in the glass. Okay. I'm having this a is, I find, by the way, that, mm. that Chardonnays from Hari Yehuda, the Judean Hills area in general, are the best Chardonnays out of Israel. Do you, sw- you don't swirl white wine. You don't have to swirl, right? Sure you do. You do? Sure you do you have do. to, to release the yep. smell and flavor? Absolutely. Absolutely. I only thought that was for red. Wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> I didn't take notes that class. Sorry. It has okay. a tint of green to it also. Yeah. Yes. A, yeah, a little, that, a little, yeah, a little a green, green hue. A little bit of green to it. Okay. It's the lighting. Uh, no, okay. believe me, it's the wine. I know. Work very hard. <laughs> Did you just see that? You know what? I'm not going to spit this one. I'm gonna, I, I spit the first one, but I'm going to make a bore. Okay. Priya Agafen. Amen. And he spat because that's what you do. Um, if you do not want to get drunk and you're at a wine tasting, you spit the wine. Now, we are, you know, Naomi can tell you this, but we are tasting wine in a vacuum here, so to speak. We're tasting without food. But imagine drinking wine, this wine, with um, a rich chicken dish. Fish. Yeah, or a fatty fish dish, a, a but salmon. a fatty fish like a salmon. This is divine. Right. This is oh, really this is. Stuff. And I would imagine Sheila Chardonnay. At I'm cold, about, cold would even be better. Here's a really crazy thing about the Sheila Chardonnay. When they first mm. introduced it, when Amichai and and Meyer first introduced it, it was about twenty five bucks a bottle because okay. it was like an intro, and then. They had to raise the price because it was way below cost. So they raised it to now it's $35 a bottle approximately. And we still don't have enough. It's and, always and we were like like so nervous. How, people are not going to buy this stuff. Guess what happened? As soon as, they, as soon as they raised it to 35 it got cleaned out faster. That's so crazy. So we, we have some wine Is this left, available on kosherwines.com? Yeah, it is available on that, but it's also available in your local – In your, your local, local – You know, a lot of our New listeners – New Jersey uh, – I have listeners like have listeners all, all over. over I have a listener in South Carolina. He can't get kosher wine on, on his main street there. And there are there are actually some uh, kosher wine shops here in New York that also have online presences. You can get it from them too. Right. So, so find your local. Careful. No, find. no. But if you are want to support town, your local, definitely support your local. Um, you know, everyone. Even I'm, if you're in Minnesota, support right. your local support guy your there. Lo- but there are some places that do not have kosher wine stores. Or they stores, don't have this wine. Or they do not have this wine. Kosherwine.com. You can put in the code table for two and and save five percent off. But this is absolutely magnificent. I love that white wine. Okay. I, I think what we should do is open the legend, huh? Open the legend. You bought that One on of the before. Legends. You yeah. bought that oh, on I have, before. No, but you haven't had the legend two. Le- you know what? Legend open two. legend two. I'll tell you why. Two point oh. Perfect wine for the first glass of the four cups in Lela Seder. Oh right, and we we're perfect. Talk I promise. About that. Perfect glass. Yeah. Um, oh, it's, it's just right. It's how many days away? Great. 
Oh, I don't even know. Don't even say it. Don't even, yeah, don't even talk <laughs> about it. You know that, that I'm going away for Pesach. Where are you going? I'm going to Ram Caterers. Where? Uh, the, That's near the, Petach Tikva? I wish. Yeah, Yerushalayim? <laughs> no, it's the other Yerushalayim. It's oh, Miami. That's not the Ram that runs around. Uh, <laughs> It's not that, the ram. That, that, uh, you, know you know how from there's the yeah, it's, it's a different ram. You know how you know? there's like Yerushalayim and then there's Miami. By the way, talking about the Akeda, <laughs> I, I just have to I have to mm. say this. Shiloh, okay, Shiloh was the first place where wine was used in in sacrificial rites to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And this Thank is you. so important to know because it's interesting. You were telling me I, I'd like to I'd like you to tell that story about the shards. The the in the Mishkan. The Mishkan was uh, Shiloh. was in Shiloh for 400 years. Correct. Right. Okay. I forgot. Right. Archaeologists. Another great tie-in. I'm Arche- changing wine glasses. Oops. I have another case of glasses down okay. here. We don't want to mix our red and our white. Look at that color. ZK, you're going to pass your glass up. Okay. Archaeologists were uh, digging in the site of in Shiloh years ago. It was, and they found an enormous amount. Of uh, ceramic uh, dishes. Do I have that right? By the way, just can I can I have that closer to the? I'm just going to hold this legends up. Legends two. For those of you who are watching on the YouTube channel of the Nachum Siegel Network. Okay. It's good I put on a a clean shirt. Yeah, it's good, hey. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know I was going to be. Yeah, you had your hair done. (laughs) Jay didn't warn you. Okay. I forgot to paint my hair. Still white. (laughs) You're doing good. You're doing good. Archaeologists okay. came to were digging the site years ago, and they found this enormous site that it was all full of ceramic uh, plates and dishes, and they were all broken. An enormous amount. They've never seen anything like that. That there's in one site so many things. First of all, a lot of it, and everything broken. They couldn't even found find even one that wasn't broken, and they were puzzled for a long time. And, uh, because, because ordinarily you find you some find that something are whole. that are whole, and also you don't if find so much. Also, you don't right. find so much in one place, and not that there's so much in one place that were all broken, and they didn't know what it was. And, and, and it looked like the impression was that it was broken on purpose. Well, it looked like it broken on purpose, and something didn't make sense because it, it, you never see this anywhere in the world. And then. By chance, uh, the Rav of uh, the issue of Harav El These people who were doing this digging were religious or no? They were secular? Probably not. I think Probably there were they also were. religious, uh, also Jews and also non-Jews because okay. it was from, not just from Israel. But secular was, mostly, yeah. right? Okay. Okay, so yeah. what did the Rav say? The, what was the, the Rav's name? The, no, Harav El Binun, Mara the, the Rav of the issue of Shiloh. Uh, heard that they were puzzled. He said, what's the question? This, I can tell you in two seconds what the problem was, okay. what, why it's like that. Because when people came, everybody came, you have to understand, for 400 years, Jews from all around during Yontif, three times a year, came Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuot. They came to Shiloh uh, until the Bet HaMikdash was built in Yerusha. So when they came there on Pesach, you ate Korban Pesach, the the food the the the, the korban meat. the meat uh, goes into the plates or into the dishes themselves so it's kadosh and you can't the dishes use, are kadosh the dishes are kadosh you can't use the dishes for anything else you can't take yeah, it so out you, break them. you have to leave it so they break it so they eat korban pesach they finish and, the and they break it I can't believe I, it so you know people are puzzled archaeologists don't know what's going on that's why you say if you learn the Torah you know Everything you need to know. Everything is there. I'm it's making amazing. Aliyah on Wednesday. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I guess you're not going to Ram, huh? Yeah, no, I'm going to Ram. Right after Ram and the Doral in Miami. I, I Right after that, I'm making Aliyah. <laughs> this summer. This summer would be good, right? It's yeah. so it's so joyous. It, it literally really brings tears to my eyes I know. in a joyous this way. This has been know? an unbelievable – he's, he's <clears throat> a keeper, this one. Yeah. You make sure when he comes back, you bring him on again. You guys. Okay, all right, so keep going. We're, 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 uh, you're entertaining us. Okay. So tell us about Legend 2. Yeah, we want to hear, why is this one better? Do, do uh, I want to say better, better or no, different? different? I think it's, I different. think it's, um, I'm get, should uh, I smell more appropriate taste? for the first glass because it's very smooth. It's very easy to drink, okay. even though it's very full, but it's very nice to drink alone. You don't need anything with it. In the first glass, you have no food. On, so this uh, would be Pesach. Kiddush? So it would be Kiddush, I think it would be the best thing to do. Okay. It's smooth. It's easy to drink. Also, and you I, I, I got to point out, and this is very important. Yes, I'm having a look. <clears throat> the wine is mavushal. I, I was just looking for that. 
Wine is mavushal. And for me, I don't know about for everybody else, for me, that's very important. I'll tell you why. Even though I like to drink some wines during Pesach, especially the Sudarim, that are not mavushal, but... We're going to talk about that in I a have so... We, we... You know, Mir Tashem, we're going to have, I don't know, somewhere between 15 and as many as 30 people for one or both of the Sudarim. Oh, that's so nice. Now, you have to know that some of these people, frankly, are not going to be observant. That's okay. nice that you do that. That's we do lovely. that a lot. That's lovely. Thank God. And, you know, you have to be careful according, just to be sure. And it's, it's not a problem according to many. Some people it is a problem, but whatever. If you, the lowest common denominator or the simplest common denominator is anybody can handle it if it's mavushal. So that makes a really big difference. The ratings yeah. that we got from Decanter Magazine, from Wine Enthusiasts, Mark Squires, everybody. Mark all- Squires, by the way, is, is uh, Robert Parker. Yeah. These yeah. are all and wine magazines? These are yeah. not only wine magazines. These are literally the top wine magazines. Okay. And these are not Jewish wine magazines. Okay. Do we even have a kosher wine magazine? Probably something not you guys really. might put no, out. Not really. And the, the ratings that we got. Wine bloggers, but. Yeah. The, the yeah. unusual ratings that we got from them were for the Mavushal wines. Right. It means we're, we've proven that you can make Mavushal wines that are amazing. And also, we've proven that we can make Mavushal wines that can be aged, like Mark Squires from the Wine Advocate, Parker, yeah? Yeah. So drink now till 2023, the legend one. And so, 2023, that's a long time to age a wine. Yeah? So here's my question, and, and I'm, I'm hearing my listeners in my voice, in my head. Okay. Um, I don't hear voices, don't worry. Um, but w- It's funny, we I ha- do. <laughs> Depends what my, pill my, I took that morning. <laughs> or my voice in your head with the earphones. Um, but, but let's talk about some of our listeners uh, are new to our show and they're not familiar with the difference between Mavushal and non-Mavushal. So you and I, the three of us are talking like we know what we're talking about, which we do, but let's, the listeners who don't know, please, in, in, in a sentence, in a minute, tell us the difference between non-Mavushal and Mavushal and maybe uh, one or two halachot that follow okay, with that. It, it, instead of getting into the deep technical aspects of it, uh, Mavushal loosely is translated as boiled or cooked. I should say. Cooked. Cooked, Cooked. Cooked not boiled. And uh, pagans never would use a wine. People who did Avodazara would never use a wine that was cooked. So the rabbis came up with a very interesting idea. Cook it, and we know that it will never have been used or touched by anyone who does Avodazara because they won't do it. They're too from, you know? Right. So once it's cooked quote, halachically cooked, all right, and I'll get to that in a second, then anybody can touch it, even a guy, because we know that that guy would not use it for a a, a pagan ritual use or a vodazar use. Now, we don't have a vodazar today, but the concept that, that you, you we don't change laws, even though, you know, circumstances have changed. So today, if a wine is mavushal, and today's mavushal is a kind of flash pasteurization, which I, I don't want to get into details of that. Okay. That's because that's hours to talk about. <laughs> it's a show in itself. The kind of flash pasteurization that allows, that halachically is equivalent to the mavushal process of yesteryear. And as a result, anybody can handle it. So when you go to a bar mitzvah, Correct. and you have all these non-Jews pouring your wine, that wine is all mavushal. When you go to my house on Pesach, and you have all these either non-Jews, if it's Shabbos, we can have non-Jews. If it's not Shabbos, it's a little bit of a problem, but whatever. You have either non-religious, you know, non-observant or non-Jews at your table. If they lift it, it's no problem. Um, I will right, tell someone you, who's not Jewish is not allowed to lift a bottle or touch a bottle of non-Mavushal wine. If it's I just, open. If, if it's, it's open. open. If it's open. Okay, let's just try to make that right, differentiation. Okay. And I will tell you something very specific and very unique to Amichai's wines. I went there two years ago, I think three years ago, I can't remember, two or three, three years ago, and we went to the winery, we were taking pictures of all the wineries and the tanks, it is and that, and the guy I was with who runs our, you know, Israeli promotion division, runs his, an Israeli promotion division, said, okay, I took a picture, yeah, I took a picture, and I want to take a picture of the Mavushala, or whatever he calls it. And he said, no, no, no pictures. The only people who know how it works is Amichai and the Rav. How to boil. How did he does he, it? He, how, how the way do. I do it. The way he does it. I, I will way. tell you, I will secret. tell you that the Herzogs are wonderful and they also have a very, very advanced mavushling process. And as a result, they're 
Herzog Chenin Blanc and their mm. Baron Herzog Chardonnay and their uh, Paso Robles Cabernet. The Chardonnay I had, the Mavusho Chardonnay, amazing. 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 And you, you aren't able to do amazing. this yet with yours. I didn't. Yet. I'm not working on white wines okay. yet. But amazing. And they win double gold and best of buys yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So we, we can do it. The Herzogs do it well here. But what's beautiful about Shiloh is that every single wine that is Mavushal got these tremendously higher scores. And uh, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a great tribute to both Amichai and to the Herzogs. And try some of them since and this is the Pesach program, even though, we have, uh, you know, even though we have Amichai here. You know, there's a lot of opportunity out there to taste a whole array of wines from all over the world, including the Herzogs, including the Shiloh, including many other Israeli so wines he, that are not Mavushal. Here's a question um, that, you know, I get asked. You've got a young family and, you know, they're not quite ready for some of this wine. Do you have a recommendation, you know, um, for wine? I've actually, people have actually asked me that recently. So, so, first of all, I always suggest that especially for the little, little kids and the older, older people that really don't want grape anything juice. alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, but you can do something fun with grape juice. Right. You can do sparkling grape juice. Right. So everybody thinks they're drinking champagne, you know, <laughs> um, for those people who can't drink wine. And you can also do a whole series of wines that are off dry and lower in alcohol. And they include, Some examples. They include uh, Baron Herzog Chenin Blanc. They include Rashi Claret. They include... Um, uh, Concord Cal. We like Cream Malaga. Cream Red, Cream Malaga. These are all wines that are lower in alcohol and higher in sugar. And also there's always the famous blue bottle, the Moscato. That Moscato is out there in the big wide world. I'm seeing TV commercials with rappers doing. <laughs> it's become really sensational. Yeah, it's a sensation. I was, it's I was, the largest Moscato in the, in the country. I was driving to a food event. Um, of course, I'm driving to a food event um, somewhere in Pennsylvania for Six Points Catering. They invited me to come and try some of their food. And Six Points, nice people. Yeah, lovely. Oh, you know Such them. Nice I went to their food and wine tasting a couple of weeks ago. We're actually trying to coordinate so we can have them on the show. And I'm in some, your Hubbardsville Highway, and there's this big billboard, Bartonora Blue, and I'm like, that is really everywhere. <laughs> I guess it's a road traveled by a lot of uh, Jewish folk, or but they were just, you know, I thought that was really cool that we were out there and we saw uh, the Bartonora. It's on great. the billboard, it's yeah, it's unbelievable. Okay, what's next, guys? We're gonna, we're gonna, we, we obviously it would be crazy for us to open every single bottle here today. Oh no, we'd, we'd be here for hours. Yeah, and we have no food. And this is we we have some. <laughs> we need some. By lamb. the way, I learned the new Hebrew word. What? How do you say cupcake in Hebrew? Um, cupcake. Yeah, very good. <laughs> no, but you have to do it in an Israeli yeah, accent. Cupcake. My mum has cupcake. an Israeli accent. Um, cupcake. Kos uga. Uh, no, cupcake. 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 Okay. Well, according to, uh, according to Amichai, anyway. Okay. All right. So, so now, we're, got, Amichai, I'm going to open wife it. is going to hit me because for sure there's a word for it in Hebrew and just I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Someone okay, watching so, the show so is going to send you a text. Somebody, so you know, uh, you know, Facebook them or something and let them know what the real story is. This is great. You're going to have to spill this out. I have to drive home. Okay. Make tell us, <laughs> I, I'm opening up another one. I'm going to hold it up for the camera for ZK to look at. Okay. But Amichai, tell us about the wine that I'm holding and what we're opening and what people should expectations should be, etc. Cabernet Sauvignon Secret Reserve, our best seller by far. I'm Even though a the up. legend is a, uh, which is, by the way I have to oh, also interject the marketing point here. You know, most wineries uh, are their biggest wine is their most, you know, is their most medium priced. Okay, maybe not the smallest, lowest. It's certainly not the highest. In in Amichai's case, because Shiloh makes such a magnificent reserve Cabernet, it's one of the highest priced wines in his line, and it's the biggest seller. Isn't that funny? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And by the way, Cabernet Sauvignon, even though it's just Cabernet Sauvignon, but as opposed to as opposed to blends, like okay. the legends are blends, right? Legend two, Cabernet Carignan Sangiovese. He actually says that almost French. <laughs> well, that's yeah, actually not really. Sad. I think he can do it better than I can. My French isn't. Uh... And mine's awful because it's nothing like nothing worse than French with an Australian accent. But when I say that the Cabernet Sauvignon, even though it's only Cabernet Sauvignon, it's still a blend. CK, would you like some? <laughs> Just dump it into one of the yeah, others. Yeah, spit it into the. Dump it into that. Or give him a new one. Ah, uh, yeah. What are we talking about? We've got like Here. twenty-four. Okay, he's done it. Okay, right. I think okay. if consumers would drink <laughs> the amount of wine that I spit, 
there wouldn't be enough wine in the world. Do you know that somebody made a joke? <laughs> That's so funny. Somebody make a joke that a kosher food and wine show nobody spits because Jews do not spit you their know, wine. Do you remember a couple good of a couple of, about a, a good stuff? Mo- we don't waste. Our remember people. about two months ago we did a, a very high end wine tasting for a private client. Yes, and we have another I, one. I called them. I called you, Naomi, and I said, make sure they have spit buckets. And you called me back and you said, this lady is not having spit buckets. No way. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, we do not spit. We we drink our wine and we enjoy it. And then we eat more and then we But actually, it's more. very sophisticated to spit sometimes, Yeah. Right? Did you all catch Listen, yeah, Jay's spit? Sometimes you have to drive and sometimes you want to keep your Yeah, so you just wait a little bit longer. Cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So what, when you're working, it's difficult. So this is Cabernet so Sauvignon. It's Cabernet Sauvignon, but it's from different vineyards. Yes. And different kinds of barrels and uh, even aged in different temperatures in two different rooms. The idea is to make something as complex as possible, not just a Cabernet Sauvignon. I, I want to stay Cabernet. That means it has to have the characteristics of a Cabernet, but it has to be more complex and more interesting so I find that sometimes blending a Cabernet from one vineyard with a certain percentage of a Cabernet from a different vineyard and a Cabernet that was harvested a little bit earlier with a Cabernet that was harvested a little bit later and blending and mixing and testing it until I can perfect it as much as possible. This is, this is perfection. It's amazing. Thank you. This is, this is the nicest Cabernet I've had. He's bought me a lot. By the way, the biggest challenge, I think, in making good Cabernet is being consistent, that every single year it has to be good. So how do you know? How do you get the consistency? Grapes, I know every tomato I buy tastes different. How are you getting this? No compromises. I'll tell you, no compromises in work in the vineyards. That means I really work during the season starting March, April. I literally live in the vineyards. And afterwards in the in the wineries. I but what have, do you mean living in the vineyards? You can't control how to, a grape is course, growing. There's so much to do in the vineyards. You have like no what? idea. Give, give me an example. Yeah, yeah, like, like, I don't understand. Hashem, like, make the sun and the rain. What else do well, you do? Well, first of all, first of all, Kaddish Bochum makes it very, relatively much easier. That's why I have, a, I have a head start on Herzog. You know why? why? I have Kaddish Bochum on my side. I have the bracha <laughs> for Eretz Israel. You have to work that much harder. Yeah, you have to work that much harder. It's a holy land. That's why. That's why. When I was He's in California and I had some Herzog wines, I had a Pinot Noir that was like unbe- unbelievable, like with the Chardonnay. Herzog, yeah. yeah, unbelievable. I said, it's for you, it was that much more difficult. I have Kaddish Bocho helping me in Eretz Israel. <laughs> you don't. I mean, for you, it was that much harder to make it such a good wine. So working in the vineyards is a lot to do. Deciding if to water and when to water the vineyards. Changes the taste of the grape? Makes sure. a tremendous difference when you water, how much you water, if you water at all. Um, do, you have any dry do you have any dry farm? Yes. yes. Okay. There are, Stop. What does that mean? There's a difference between a dry farm and a wet farm? <laughs> it gets no water. Only the, only rain. On purpose? Yes. On purpose. It You're doesn't choosing. need it. Yes. So yeah. what kind of wine comes out? Dry wine, dry dry grape? I have... Uh, no. Uh, actually, it's, it's actually sweeter grapes. This is... A brilliant. Uh, if you do rule. it, if you do it right, it it gives you balance. That's what's most important. If you do it right, it gives balance. And uh, oh, but just imagine, the more water that, if I may, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Right. The more water that's in a grape, the less mulch or the less sugar. Okay. Because the water balances out with the sugar. So right. Got it. So if you Not don't concentrate it. Exactly. Got it. So if you don't water a vineyard. This is a general rule. It's, right. It doesn't apply across the board. But as a rule, if you don't water a vineyard, the grapes are what we call in wine speak in California, we call them berries. The berries are much smaller, much more intense, much more like what I call flavor bombs, much higher in sugar, and as a result, much richer in alcohol and flavor at the end. Now, that could, be then, that... that could be unbalanced, so you got to do it right. So. Can but I just? I, I'm going to take yeah. a break for one second. Let's do a station ID. I cannot believe this show is flying away with us. This is how much time do we have? Uh, Fifteen minutes. This oh is table goodness. for two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is heard on a Rutsheva English radio, and our show is sponsored by Hod Golan, the height of taste. We're just going to take a quick break, guys, because we need to do our what's for dinner segment. Because we're eat, drinking, we need to talk about eating as well, and it's all about balancing wine and um, 
and food. food. So I'm going to do actually a recipe sponsored by Gourmet Glatt for our What's for Dinner segment. Okay, hold on to your seats. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do duck fat matzo balls. Okay, rich. So that's Pesach thing. Heavy, Pesach. yeah. Rich duck schmaltz. Rich, heavy matzo balls. Like not heavy like sinkers, but rich in flavor, heavy in flavor. And maybe you can suggest a wine that would go with poultry from your selection. So I'm just going to do a quick recipe shout-out. Uh, write down, grab your pens and papers, wash wash your hands, grab a tea towel, pen and paper, let's go. One cup of matzo balls, four eggs beaten, a quarter of a cup of duck fat. You will get the duck fat by... One cups of matzo meal, you mean. Matzo meal. What Ma- did I say? Balls. Did I say matzo balls? <gasps> One cup matzo of... Meal. It's the wine talking. No, just joking. One cup of matzo meal, four beaten eggs, one quarter of a cup of duck fat. Take duck... Take a duck uh, that's been butterflied, put, um, say, a, a skin side down into a cold pan, turn your heat on high, and all of a sudden the duck will, the duck fat will start oh, rendering hungry. it off. Oh. <laughs> the duck fat starts rendering it off, and there's a great recipe for duck breasts that you will, you can use to make the duck fat with and then have the duck breast on my website, theaussiegourmet.com. So that is up there with some Cointreau orange liqueur, which you can get for Pesach. Um, and then with all that duck fat, you kind of let it cool for a few, for a little bit. Um, not, not get too solid, but then you pour that duck fat in with the one cup of matzo meal, four eggs beaten, quarter of a cup of duck fat, um, two, a quarter of a cup of chicken soup broth. Um, or you could use water and two teaspoons of kosher salt. Mix it all with a fork. The key here is letting it sit for half an hour in the fridge or get more solid. Uh, bring a pot of water to the boil, lower the, lower the uh, boiling point, and then slowly drop in your matzo balls, which you have rolled very nicely. Um, a, royal, uh, ro- a rolling boil will make the matzo balls fall apart because the water is very heavy and thick. Um, and it can break apart a matzo ball. So once it's come to the boil, lower it and then add in your matzo balls. How big um, should the balls be? That is up to everybody. Good question. Okay. You can make them as big. I like small. I think that's more petite. I like, you know, two rather than one big gigantic one. Um, but that is really a fabulous recipe. Okay. It's, it's, it's on my blog, theaussiegourmet.com, uh, for the, for the duck breast and then you use the fat for the duck matzo balls. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, and what wine would you recommend for well, duck, for any first, duck meal? First of all, before wine, when you put the duck, when you're co- cooking it, a little bit of fresh garlic with it together. Pesach is the season of fresh garlic. Oh, really? Some people don't eat uh, garlic on Pesach. Yeah. yeah. Depends on the minhag. Help me from Meshugoyim. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Someone's Meshugoyim some, some from people Europe. Do, some I people don't eat gebrochs. I don't know. It's not my fault. Something's wrong with them. It's not. Something's wrong there. I don't know. It's not. But... Uh, in Israel, that's when the fresh garlic usually starts. About a week or two before Pesach, you can get fresh garlic. I there mean, everything's about garlic when it comes to Pesach. Oh, that's, that's why, you know, the matzah like has the little you holes. You don't like to talk to people too much, but, you know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If, it, if, it, if the wine like is good and the garlic is I don't care if nobody, no, you don't have to talk to me. Let me eat. You know, don't bother me. About I, love this guy. I don't know if this is true or not. <laughs> but is this true that garlic, it's not only about what comes out of your mouth that doesn't smell great, but your like whole body starts smells smelling Smells of garlic, garlic I know. You know? When I cook with a lot of good, garlic, you can't cook in a shaitel because your shaitel smells, your clothes <laughs> smell. Yeah, you but know that's why like with anything that you cook. You know why you have these little holes? So you can rub garlic you can rub the schmear the garlic inside, right? Roasted garlic. Take a whole, oh, here okay. another thing. You just take squeeze a whole, it out of the. A, I learned this from Susie Fishbein from one of her cookbooks. You take a whole clove of garlic, slice the top off, um, season it with salt, olive oil, wrap the whole thing in foil and roast it till it's soft. And then you just open it up and it, you squeeze it and it's like mushy. sweet. It gets sweet. It's sweet. Okay. Okay. You need a really powerful wine for anything that has a lot of garlic. Okay. What about and my duck? Let's go find me a wine for my duck. So for your duck, I'd go either on the Merlot Secret Reserve. That's personally my... Secret Reserve. Merlot Secret Reserve. We have that here, And it's personally my favorite, the Merlot Secret Reserve. Do you but also taste that and see if it's... Let's see if Let's see if it's it going to be my favorite. I think, okay. it, I think uh, the way we... Have the Merlot, the way we make the Merlot almost every year in the winery. Uh, finally, we're giving a good name again Let's to the Merlot after Can you people. See that, uh... Okay, camera on the wine. Got it's it. a okay. very, very, very powerful wine. 
very you know what's dense. interesting. Is that what's the right way of yes, saying very it? good. Yeah, because very what's dense. interesting, and, and I'll you know, you know, I'm all about education and you know that's, learning, and that's why you're here, Jay, teaching so us all. What what I find interesting about Merlot that comes from Israel is that because Merlot generally, when blended in other countries, is used as a softening kind of you know item. It's used as a softening grape. It and makes it a little it's bit more lighter. Powerful. And by you, it's more powerful. You know why? Because Israel is generally a warmer climate. So as I was talking about before, the the, wine, the, the, the grapes are more ripe, which means that there's less, there's less water, more sugar, higher sugars at harvest. And as a result, the wine is more intense. Here's the Merlot. Tell me can if I you use think, it in my same cup? Yeah, you can use it. You can use the same. Yeah, Making know, sure the, every drop is out of that glass. One of the reasons... Now, that, you know what the what the matzo balls taste like, right? I do. I, so, I do so. So you tell us if you think this would be... A, okay, I'm having a smell. Actually, my friend... Know, I, the matzo balls t- t- um, sound so good. Can we have it as like a plain meal? I'm serious. You could. You, you could know, have it as an appetizer. Put them on a, you know, put them on a plate, then put some sauce on. I don't know. Yeah, you, know? you, could, you could. Or maybe just sprinkle it with the with the soup. You could actually use it as a, um, a condiment, not a condiment, as an accompaniment to the duck breast. Oh, that's a great the duck, idea. The duck matzo ball, and then, like, the breast, up. and the sauce, and Ooh. the sauce, the orange. Oh, gosh. It's, okay. okay. This Merlot, for example, we don't water it. And another thing that happens when you don't water a vineyard, then the roots go very, very deep because they're always there in stress and they're always looking for water, so they get more elements from I'm tasting different I'm heavy as the last so I think it's like really perfect, but it's dry you know? right it's very dry. dry but I'm tasting different elements than some of the other ones that we've had here how much is this one a bottle Jay, Jay's uh, swirling and mm. Amichai's tasting this is about uh, 60 bucks 55 dollars 55 dollars fancy you sure you don't want some ZK this is really this is special. This is special. This is very special. You know the the you know duck, the way, duck is a heavy a rich food. Early. The yeah. Merlot. That means if we, you want to drink it, open it up at least our, half a day before. Our next show. That's so interesting. You're going to explain why in a minute. Our next show. We need an aerator and to show people how to use the aerators. Absolutely. Okay. Let's try to. We did a whole show on glasses. We'll do that again. But let's do a whole thing on aerators. Can you explain why we need to open the bottle of wine? First of all, you have to try it, and you see the, the amazing difference that happens. You open up, for example, a Merlot like this. You open it up, I'd say, in the morning if you want to drink it in the evening. You can. Really? You take it, just pour out a little bit out of the bottle. Put even the cork back in so no, no flies. You know, if it's a good <laughs> wine, then flies also want some. Everybody wants okay. it. <laughs> so and you'll see it tremendously changes and improves the wine. Listen, the wine the has been closed. Yes, a little bit of oxygen is good. Is good How? for the wine. It opens it up. It, you know, just like you do the swirling that I always talk about that exposes the uh, surface of the wine to more air so therefore more aromatics come out, same thing happens. Uh, what I usually do is before I leave for shul, maybe that's not enough time, but before I leave to shul, which is about an hour, an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half, later... It's ready to go. I think by him there's no problem because by him davening Friday night is very long. You should change your shul to quicker <laughs> shul and then you have to open it up early. I'm only telling you that on, okay. on, on air because, you know, 40 minutes later I'm back sitting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I did want But I don't want to shot the shidduch. You know, <laughs> okay, so we, we've aerated our wine and I re- so that you're saying it makes a big difference. Okay, we're going to cork these wines soon, um, because you know, we'll drink them tonight. Exactly. Um, th- this is great. Oh, my gosh. The hour is flying by. We've got a couple of minutes left to, to finish talking. Um, Jay, any other advice you can talk I to us about? I got one more wine that I want to taste, which is way out of the pale. Okay. And, and that's this one. And I want to talk. Oh, he's got a fort. Yeah. Okay. You can explain what that means. It's a late harvest, uh, Shiraz. I harvest the grapes. It does get water, this uh, vineyard, by the way, but has, not a lot. It has. A we t- harvest the grapes so uh, late at, it's want, almost. Can you get a picture of that? ZK? This is a tea cork. Okay. Explain. Oh, first Explain. of all, so you can open it and close yeah. it all the time. Cause yeah. To drink a whole bottle of that uh, My dad could one evening that. would be a little bit difficult. Okay, yeah. ZK, you're going to have this. Is this an expensive uh, bottle? Is, what? is, is, is port, fort? It's not port, it's fort, right? Yeah. 
It's not an expensive wine. I don't what, know what how, much, how much mean? it goes Under for. It's a fortress. Fortress. In Hebrew, okay? No, but the uh, reason why, a, I, I'm going to tell you from a uh, technical point of view, the reason why they call it fort is because they would like to call it port, but it's illegal. It's not from Portugal. It's not from Portugal, and it's illegal, except for uh, wines made in America, me. it's illegal to call a wine port unless it comes from Portugal. So the Jews found a way. They're going to call it fort something instead. that rhymes. But it's, it's, it a, rhymes it's a port-like <laughs> wine, meaning it's... it's uh, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, because I don't know how you do it. I do it it's a little bit fortified. Different. No, mine isn't fortified. fortified. I harvest it very, very late. That it's almost like raisins. Yes, and the I ta- natural, I'm tasting it. I'm the tasting. natural sugar content is so high that by the time it's done fermenting and you get a lot of alcohol, you still have a lot of residual sugar inside. Yeah, so it's natural sugar, natural alcohol, very, very difficult, difficult wine to balance. By the way, it's the perfect, I think, the perfect I- wine for Tubishvat. You know oh, what? Right. I, oh, you missed our Tubishvat show. We did a beautiful Tubishvat show with Russell How do you know Robinson. that Shakespeare was Jewish, maybe, a little bit? To be or not to be Shvat. <laughs> <laughs> Very cute. Okay, you know what I'm tasting? What? Parmesan cheese. Mm. No, not in the wine, but a pairing. Yeah, pairing right? would be good. We've got our wine rich, pairing coming rich, up. Rich, thick. Mm. Heavy cheese. Fatty. I'm doing a wine you know, and cheese pairing at uh, Ram Caterers for Pesach. I have to tell you from a, an education man's point of view. It is very rare, almost impossible. I've rarely seen natural fermentation occur to 17.5% because alcohol, which this is what it is. Usually, very strong yeast, by the way. You're very, not very, driving very, home. very powerful yeast. I don't know how you Balance, do it. Balance, but it happens. This is, and Jay's brought in a lot of wines like this to the show. I'm not just saying because you're here. This is the best one. This is superb. By the way, if you look at it, it's not oxidized. It's not brown. What it's, vintage is this? 2010. So this is five years old and still as purple and black, you know, without any browning as you can be. What by do you mean way, by browning? By browning, uh, wines, especially red wines, can get bricky looking in the glass, which is not a bad thing. Okay. And especially on ports, alcoholic, high alcoholic wines and sweet wines like this, it actually adds an, an additional dimension of flavor and, and subtlety. And I suggest... That as great as this wine is right now, I believe that this is a kind of wine that can last for at least another 10 years, maybe 20. At least. What, at in least. The, in and that still bottle. get better in, in that, that same bottle. In that bottle, 20 yeah. years. One at of the reasons I better. Think, one of the reasons I'm I gonna, think. I'm going to uh, go back to the warehouse and, and take a, a case home. Yeah. I'm serious. Just put aside one for me. I'll split it with you. Okay. One of the reasons I think it will age it. so long is also because the acid is very balancing. You feel in your mouth it, it's not over-acid. Yeah, There's like acid, overly, but not over-acid. sweet. It's got some acidity to the it. The most amazing thing is, first of all, I don't make this wine every year because I, I don't always have the grapes to achieve what I want to achieve here. But one of the most amazing things is that the acid is natural. I don't have to add acid because yeah. when it... But I when it, when that. Usually, usually the longer you wait, you're losing acid. acid. But what yeah. happens here? See, here happens something very interesting. The, the grape, like... Uh, turns like something into like a raisin. Right. So it gets very concentrated. So one of the things that gets concentrated, it's not just the sugar, but also the acid really? is more concentrated there. And the way we Does water that come from it. The phenolics? Does that come from the seeds? What does it come from? The acid is natural acid there, okay. but usually you lose the acid if the grape is still firm and big. Then it's, or it's watered down with natural water, whatever. Here, when it gets concentrated, everything gets more concentrated. Also the acid. And it's a very, very good vineyard that has the potential to stay very acidic. So it just gets better when it uh, when it turns into like a raisin. It's 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 unreal. I, I cannot get over this selection of wines. Our, our hour is just about up. We could do another hour like this. You've been an unbelievable guest. So informative. Come and visit us at the winery. Can Do you give wine tours? Yes. Come visit us at the winery. Had, come had, visit me at home. You come bake matzo with me uh, before Pesach. I know. You that still have time, you know? I know, I Book know. Book a flight. Book a flight. Oh, that would be amazing. When Mix. you make your own matzah, believe me, first of all, it tastes much better. I know. I've actually, my brother, my brother you makes You started making already, right? No. I wait about a week before. Then I, I start. My brother makes his own matzah. Most pound. of the matzah that I make, I make the day of Pesach Listen. after chatzot, after midday. So you could take your mezuzahs, send me a box of matzah. Now, I just want to tell you, I, I really want to be very so. grateful Guys. 
Yeah. He, he stayed at my home and he brought me some beautiful mezuzos. By the way, it's made by a neighbor of mine. She, her name is Juliet Love. What's the name of the restaurant that you, that you... Um, what's it called? <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Prime Bistro. Prime Bistro. In, Prime. In, in Long, in, by you. By me. In Lawrence. And I was not invited to this meal? <laughs> Jay, I, I, at a drop fine. of a hat, Ilan Comblum knows he can call me to a restaurant okay. review with him. I'll tell but, you one thing. Steak is really good here. Okay. okay. They have better coffee in Israel, but we have great meat over here. Yep. Okay. Thank you very much for coming in to both of you. Thank You're you, welcome. everybody, for listening. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Hod Golan, the height of taste. Stay listening. We have music to keep us going right up until the benching. Sponsored by our friends at... Yes! Kenem! Yes! Shout out from Jay. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Happy cooking. The countdown is on till Pesach.